Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, hour number two. Pharrell on the bench. Carver High in for Scotty tonight and all week long right here on Sports Grid Radio. For the serious listeners, new channel, baby. 159. Up the dial we go. Serious 159. Good to have you in the mix here tonight on a Wednesday uh, as we are taking a look at all the live action. 20 seconds to go in Chicago. Can we cash this in-game hurricane ticket? Can we do it? Come on here. They have survived the four-minute power play with five minutes to go. They have the puck deep in their own zone. Can they get it out? Can they get it out? And they do clear the zone. The Hurricanes come fighting back down 3-2 to two at the end of the second period. They win this game 4-3. to three. That right there, one of those spots that we absolutely love in the NHL. If you like to live bet NHL, there is one spot that is better than all of them. When you have a heavy pregame favorite down one goal going into the third period, it is when I when I am scouting it and I'm actually into it and I'm making I'm constantly checking the live lines for NHL. That is a spot I am always going to jump in. It is a winner in this instance as the Hurricanes come back and beat the Blackhawks, who stink. Good team, bad team. Down a goal going into the third. We get the magic tonight. Nice job by Freddie Anderson and the Carolina Hurricanes killing off that penalty there in the final five minutes. Cash a ticket, baby. Let's go. Another ticket that we cashed. So me and Lisi, I think, are going to split the pot on this weekly special that FanDuel had for the Mac, highest scoring Mac team of the week. Eastern Michigan had 52 last night on the on the uh, college football full circle today. Me and Joe went in for 7-1 to one on Kent State to have the highest scoring week. They tied them at 52. So 52-47, Kent State beats Northern Illinois tonight. I believe that chops the pot. Uh, We're waiting to see what... uh, I think they're still computing over there. They're trying to figure out what they're going to be giving us. So we will see what we get back uh, on that bet. I'm pretty sure a tie, they're going to pay out a little bit to both whoever had Eastern Michigan and Kent State tickets. So we will see how that works. Uh, Once again, wild games in the MAC tonight. I mean, MAC, everything they tell you about it, it's true. 52-47, Kent State beat Northern Illinois. They covered, actually. They're the only favorite to cover these two nights. They were the only favorite to cover. So the Dogs covered four out of the five games. The over hit in, I believe, all five. Now, Ball State-Akron had 56 points. I, I think it's going to depend on when and where you got it. I saw some 55 and a halfs. I saw some 57s. That was right on the number. But the other four completely sailed over their totals. So what are we going to do next week? And it'll probably backfire on us and we're going to look silly. Six MAC games next week uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Three each night. 
We will blind bet all six overs. Blind bet them. These games are absolutely off the rails bonkers. That is what we are going to do for action going forward on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates right here. Pharrell on the bench. A Wednesday night, Carver High in for Scotty. Sports map, sports byline, the mightier 1090. Of course, Sirius XM, where we have our new channel, 159. Starting tonight, good to have you with us. Uh, as we were just talking a little action and the Hurricanes monster comeback in the third period to cash us as an in-game ticket during the second intermission against the Blackhawks. Also tonight, NBA going on right now. Uh, the Mavs, I believe this is now a final. 109-108 beat the Spurs in San Antonio. Trying to get confirmation here. Yes, it is a final. 109-108, so no cover, but... The Mavericks do get the win on the road. Halftime, Warriors up one on the Hornets. 53-52. Minus four and a half for the Warriors in-game right now. Total 214 and a half. The Kings and the Pelicans both playing a second night of a back-to-back. 56-52, Kings lead. Nolens right now. I did like the under in this game with the feeling being both these teams maybe being a little sleepy on the second night. It was, I believe, 221 when me and Dane looked at it on Coast to Coast. Uh, we're sitting at 108. In-game total, 218.5. Eh, they're, they're kind of trending there. Maybe they'll lose a little gas in the second half, and we can pick that one up. Uh, but there's lines here for you. Kings minus 5.5 live. Warriors minus 4.5 live. There is NBA to get involved with if you choose to do so uh, tonight. Uh, elsewhere, we mentioned the Mavs beat the Spurs. Clippers beat the T-Wolves 126-115. Grizzlies did end up beating the Nuggets 108-106. Nice job by the Grizz uh, as that is back-to-back wins over the Nuggets. They beat them Monday night at home. They beat them tonight at home. Uh, this one a little bit closer, but that's a nice couple of games for them. They are 5-3 and three now. The Nuggets dropped to 4-4. Four and four. The Celtics got right against the Magic. Big win down in Orlando. The Knicks were awful in Indiana against the Pacers. Raptors continue to play well, too, in D.C. against the Wiz. All right, Pharrell on the bench, Carver High, in for Scotty, right here on Sports Grid Radio. We will come back talk a little college football playoff rankings and how crazy everybody gets about it. Pharrell on the bench, Sports Grid Radio. We're back after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back. Grill on the bench. Carver High. Mike Carver here with you in for Scotty. On Sports Grid Radio tonight, a Wednesday night, uh, a lot of live action. We're getting down to the late-night NBA games. The action is done for the night. We talked about that. The dogs were barking again. Central Michigan beating Western outright. Kent State did cover. Me and Lisey pushed that 52 most points to score this week. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Can't wait for next week's uh, episode of Maction. Uh, NHL, we just had a nice hit with the Hurricanes. Have a couple late-night games going, including the Kings and the Blues that we will keep our eye on. It's time for our uh, uniform rant of the week. Uh, here we go. Uh, we love uniforms here uh, on Pharrell on the Bench. Tonight, a lot of the NBA teams 
are wearing these new city uh, city edition jerseys or whatever it is. Now, it seems like every NBA team, maybe not every, but a lot of them, they've, they've all got like 16 jerseys now. Like they wear a lot of different jerseys. These city edition jerseys are really nice. A bunch of teams wore them tonight. The Nets ones are absolutely pristine. And I usually only talk bad about uniforms. These net uniforms are outstanding. It's like a combination of their 80s and 90s uniform put together. And the color is outstanding. Really nice job. The Sixer ones are also tremendous. Now, Hornets didn't wear them tonight, I don't think. But I saw a picture of the Hornets ones. Those are excellent, too. So at least the NBA getting some stuff right with the uniforms. If you're going to wear 600 uniforms, at least get a couple that are actually uh, really good. And they did that with the Nets and the Sixers. I have to see a couple of the others. I have not seen them all yet, to be fair, but nice job there. So we talked a little college football before with J.J. when we had him on at the end of hour number one. Um, the college football playoff ranking, the initial one, was released last night. We know, uh, look, it's the first one. People go absolutely bonkers about this stuff. There's five, six weeks left in the season. There's time for all of these teams. If you're one of the fans of these teams that was left out of the four, um, look, there's things that can happen here. I know that the Cincinnati Bearcat fan is upset. The Oklahoma Sooner fan is upset. Um, You know, I I actually don't think the Wake Forest fan should be upset. They start in the top ten at number nine. So they they should know that they have work to do, but they're in there in the ten. So Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon's your top four. Ohio State and Cincinnati just on the outside looking in. Michigan is there, who has already lost to Michigan State. They still have to play Ohio State, of course, who they never beat. Uh, Jim Harbaugh hasn't beaten Ohio State since he's been at Michigan. I don't know if he's going to start this year either. Here's the key for a team like Cincinnati, who's 8-0. They need absolute full-blown chaos. To make this happen. Because they don't play anybody else good. Now SMU's good. I get it. They weren't even in the top 25 though of the college football playoff ranking. They put no American teams in there. I mean they're home for Tulsa this week. Again. It's the same line. That Cincinnati has had. For weeks now. They are going to be favored between 21 and 28. Against all of these American teams. And when they don't cover that huge number. Like they haven't the last two weeks. The suits in that room are going to recognize it. So Cincinnati, nobody blame them for themselves. Now, they could smoke all these teams and still get left out. But you can't struggle against these teams. Not when your your margin for error is so thin. And trust me, they know what the spreads are. They know. There's people in that room, they gamble. They know the spreads on these football games. They know that Cincinnati's laying 22.5 to Tulsa coming up on Saturday at home. And if they end up beating them by 14, they're going to say, well, you know, they didn't cover by 10. You know, it's not not a great performance by the Bearcats. They're going to go to South Florida and play the Bulls. I mean, that's going to be in the high 20s, low 30s. Home for SMU is probably going to be the lowest one that they're going to have left. That actually might be in the 17 to 20 range. And then they finish at East Carolina. There was some bad blood between those two teams last year. Remember that Thursday night game in Cincinnati where Luke Fickle was running it up and East Carolina was very upset. So maybe we'll get a little juice from the Pirates uh, when they go and play Cincinnati that last game of the year at home. But this is what the Bearcats have to do right now to make the playoff. Now, last week, 
I'm trying to remember last week. I think that they were maybe plus 115 or plus 120. They're now plus 180, yes, to make the college football playoff of FanDuel. The no is minus 235. I mean, I never like laying 235 on anything, especially a future bet. But if there's one that you probably want to, it's that. They're not making the playoff. It's not going to happen. There's not enough, I, I feel, in the chaos theory that that's going to go for them that they're going to be able to do it. They would need almost all of the following. Georgia to beat Alabama. Uh, you know, Ohio State to beat Michigan State and Michigan to beat Ohio State. Oregon to lose another game. Oklahoma to lose a game. Wake Forest to lose a game. Because if Wake Forest goes undefeated and so does Cincinnati, they're putting Wake Forest in over them, whether you like it or not. You can make fun of the ACC, say the conference sucks, you say whatever you want. If Wake Forest is 12-0, 13-0, and so is Cincinnati, Wake's resume is going to be better. Just is. Clemson's made it every single year out of the ACC. When they go undefeated, just is what it is. Now, I don't know if Wake's going to get there. They have a very rocky road. You look at Wake Forest's schedule. you got four games to go. Three of them are on the road. You go to play North Carolina this week. They're home for NC State. Then they have to go to Clemson and go to Boston College. I and mean, Listen, they've fallen off. We get it. The tough ones are going to be this week in Clemson. I mean, they're dogs this week in North Carolina. It's two and a half. Be tough for the Demon Deacons to make things happen here. But there's paths for a few of these teams. I, I like I was telling JJ, I love what they did with Oregon. Here, go and get it. You're four. You beat Ohio State. Plus 270 to the yes right now. I don't hate it. I have no faith in Oregon, but I don't hate plus 270. Not a bad number. Ohio State minus 164. Eh. Don't love it. Now, Oklahoma, if you want to play a no, is plus 136. They're minus 174 to the yes. So think about that. In the actual rankings, they're eighth right now. And at the books, their yes is minus 174. I mean, they're yet they got they're better than Ohio State. Ohio State's 164. Oklahoma's 174. I think they lose a game. I really do. Because the reason they're in the position they're in is because of how poorly they've played this year. And you say, what do you mean, poor, you know, poorly? They're, oh, come on. They're 9 0. Yeah, they're 9 0. But 40 35 didn't cover against Tulane. I don't care about the tomato can game against Western Carolina. Didn't cover against Nebraska. One by seven. Didn't cover against West Virginia. One by three at home. Didn't cover against Kansas State. One by six on the road. Had to come back down three scores to beat Texas in the Cotton Bowl. Finally cover a game against TCU. Don't score a point in the first half against Kansas. Finally cover another game against Texas Tech. They, they've been awful against the number this year. You got three games left. They're off this week. At Baylor, home for Iowa State, at Oklahoma State. They're losing a the game. It's happening. Out of all the no's, give me a no with plus money, Oklahoma, I'll take. I'll take that no. I wouldn't play the Alabama one. Alabama's plus 128 no. If you think Alabama, just bet Georgia to beat them when they play in the SEC title game. Because they're not going to make the playoff if they lose to Georgia. It's just not happening. They're going to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. When we come back, I'll tell you what I think of Georgia.
I don't think that they're, they shouldn't be minus money to win the national title right now. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High in for Scotty right here on Sports Grid Radio. We'll come back, a little more college football, we'll get into some NFL, check back in on the NBA Live that's going on, a lot more to do. Pharrell on the bench, Sports Grid Radio, we'll keep rolling after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back. We're on the bench. Barbara High in for Scotty tonight, right here on Sports Grid Radio. Keeping our eye on everything happening. I have turned on the Warriors and the Hornets here. Uh, second half action. They are just underway. Hornets actually lead now. Um, 61-59. Maybe we can find ourselves a little spot with the Warriors here. Uh, as they come right back down and take another bucket. Maybe we can get, if the Hornets can get themselves a little four or five point lead, maybe we could try to get a little spicy with the Warriors and jump in in-game on them. Let's keep our eyes on this game. As a little a three right there from Steph. I will now get a little attention. The antennas are up for the Warriors and the Hornets to get something in-game cooking. All right, college football. We were talking about the uh, the playoff rankings and who's there. Uh, still a lot of time before we can really get upset about a lot of things. Now, what games this week are crucial to that playoff ranking going forward? Well, there's not many. We were saying in the first hour, it's it's kind of like a setup week. You had a lot of huge games last week, and now this week it's like we're pulling it back just a little bit. We're slowing down a little bit here, getting you ready for a big November. There are big, uh, crucial games. Now, in the Pac-12, there's a game Friday night, which we will have for you. Uh, I'll be watching intently while we're on the bench. Uh, Utah and Stanford. Utah's a much different team on the road. A much different team. They're good at home, really good at home. But they're laying over a touchdown on the road. I know Stanford sucks, but listen, Stanford's tricky. They've had some spots this year where you think, yeah, Stanford, they're not going to do anything, and they end up burning you. So Utah over a touchdown on Friday night, that could be very difficult to get involved with. Uh, more stuff here. Let's find some ones with some of these teams in the top ten. Wake Forest is at North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Saturday, noon Eastern kickoff. Right now, they are getting two and a half from Sam Howell and the Tar Heels. And the monstrous, monstrous 76 and a half total. Almost have to play. Here's the thing. We had that 82 a couple weeks ago in that Ole Miss-Tennessee game, and it went way under. We've had some games in the mid-70s that do fly over. We had a Mac game tonight do it. This game just means so much for Wake Forest. I find it hard to believe they're going to play a game like last year. Now, last year, both these teams scored in the 50s. And North Carolina ended up edging out Wake Forest. Wake Forest, of course, covered. They were getting points that day. But now they're 8-0 and they see themselves in the top 10 of that ranking. They got to buckle down a little bit, right? A little bit. Everybody's going to look at that score from last year and, f- and immediately fly to this over. I don't know if that's the case. I think that this game could be in the 30s, yes. But in the 40s, I'm not sure. I think Wake maybe going to play a little bit better D. That's kind of a tough sentence to say. Wake Forest playing defense when you watch some of their games. 
They did a little bit last week against Duke, who runs an up-tempo, high-powered offense. And North Carolina has not been good in some of these spots this year. I'm, I never back Sam Howell and everything. Now, I also don't want to go against my rules. My rules after that uh, North Carolina-Georgia Tech game, I will never bet on any game that involves North Carolina, ever, for or against them. Because every time I bet for them, they let me down. Anytime I bet against them, they completely rip me in half. So they are on the absolute no-fly zone. Ohio State is in Lincoln, Nebraska this week to take on the Corn Huskers. Just over two touchdowns, 14 and a half. Honestly, feels light to me. I feel like the Ohio State, even though it's in, in Lincoln, should be like, I mean, 20, 21. I feel like this is low, and that worries me. Worries me a lot, because I want to take Ohio State in this game. They are so much better than Nebraska. They should whack them. I know they were home last week, but they were 19 against Penn State. Penn State's better than Nebraska. I'm going to think long and hard about this, see if maybe it moves one way or the other by Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning. It is a new East kickoff. But I do kind of like the Buckeyes to take care of business in Lincoln against the Nebraska's awful, and they're going to fire Frost after the year. They've had some real bad losses. Last week at home to Purdue, just misery. How he continues to play. How he didn't find another quarterback. And that Adrian Martinez, the guy is a stiff. Absolute stiff. And he's a billion quarterbacks in the transfer portal last year. Scott Frost, ah, you know what? We'll stick with Adrian Martinez. He's been on campus for 15 years. We'll try to get it done one more year with him. Bad decision, coach. Probably going to cost you your job, too. As he might be out the door in Lincoln. Georgia, who is your number one, minus 39 and a half against Missouri. The better bet here will be wait for them to put the Missouri team total up and bet the under. I think almost, I think every team total has gone under this year, um, except maybe the Kentucky game with that last second touchdown. I think every team total has gone under with the teams playing Georgia this year. Now, I was going to say something about Georgia before with these rankings. They're minus 110 to win the national title, and that's just silly. Their defense is awesome. Bulldog defense, best in the country. Absolute best. Teams can barely score on them. That could be a different story against Alabama. And Alabama is not going to get shut out by Georgia when they play in that SEC title game. And maybe a second time when they play for the national title. They will not play in the semis. The committee will absolutely not make them play two times in a row. So they're going to score points. And we have not seen the Georgia offense once this year be put in a position where they have to win that team a football game. Their defense has been the calling card. Their defense has been the thing that drives them. There has not been a game this year where Stenson Bennett, JT Daniels, whoever's playing quarterback, has to look at the guys in the huddle in the second half, down a touchdown, down 10 points, and say, let's go get them. It just hasn't happened. That first week against Clemson where they won 10-3, the defense scored the touchdown. Offense did nothing. And then they've whacked everybody. I mean, now, has the offense scored points? Of course they have. But these are blowouts. I mean, 56-7, They don't allow a thing. And I want and I need 
somebody, please make the Georgia offense win a game. Anybody. And it's not going to be till Alabama because these teams they're playing. I mean, Missouri. Missouri is embarrassing. I'd lay the 38. They won't score. They won't score against Georgia. It's not happening. The following week, they're going to Tennessee. Tennessee's offense very much improved with Hypo this year. But even there, are they going to put Georgia in a spot in the second half where they make them sweat? No. Another tomato can game. I mean, how many do we got to play? These teams, these SEC teams with the mid-November tomato can game. Charleston Southern, geez. And then they finish with Georgia Tech. Who stinks? It's going to be up to Alabama to put some pressure on the Georgia offense. Make them actually do something. But fire away. Under 59.5 too. Although, they burned you in the Vandy game, right? 62 nothing. They could do that to Missouri this week too. That could be like the Vandy game. That could be a 62 nothing game. Missouri's embarrassing. They are just so awful. Um, what else do we have down the docket here? I love Georgia Tech, by the way. This has absolutely nothing to do with the college football playoffs. I love Georgia Tech against Miami. Miami's not good. They finally get a big two weeks in a row, coming off of two good wins. Home against NC State. Road knocking off the mighty Pitt Panthers and Kenny Pickett. Now they come home, and here we go again. We're going to pump up Miami and make them 10.5-point favorites against Georgia Tech. Hell no. Hell no. Give me the Yellow Jackets, baby. Give me that 10.5. Yeah, Miami might win, but they ain't walking over Georgia Tech on Saturday at home. We'll throw that one out there for you as well. Cincinnati, we mentioned, is 22.5 against Tulsa. They're going to have college game day there for them on Saturday to react to the playoff. I'm sure everybody will be thrilled seeing that they're in sixth. Hey, we said it before, last segment, lay the hammer. You're so good, lay the hammer on Tulsa. Baylor and TCU is a very suspicious line. Baylor minus 6.5. TCU coming off earlier in the week with Gary Patterson going out the door. Tells the administration, no, I ain't finishing the year. I'll see you. They've had an awful season. Baylor's been really good, and it's under a touchdown? Scary. Really scary. Notre Dame is in the top 10 in the college football playoff. Here's Notre Dame's problem. They have one loss, which is true. And if Notre Dame has one loss, they're still in the mix always. But Cincinnati is now an automatic blocker for them. So, because they lost to them. So the only way Notre Dame could even crack the four, and that's with mounds and mounds and mounds of chaos, is they would need part of that chaos to be Cincinnati losing not one, but I think two games. I think they'd probably have to lose two games. To pass Cincinnati. So that's like an automatic roadblock for Notre Dame. Which finishes them off. But I like that over 47.5 this week. Check out the scores the last few times Notre Dame Navy. When we come back from break, I'll get them for you. These games have flown over 47.5 the last few years. Flown over. Oklahoma State minus 3.5 at West Virginia. West Virginia getting the juice because they just beat Iowa State at home. No, 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 no. Let's take the Cowboys on Saturday. All right, Pharrell on the bench, Carver High in for Scotty right here, Sports Grid Radio. We'll come back. A little more college, a little NFL. The Warriors now up five on the Hornets, so we never found our spot to jump in in-game. We'll check out the rest of the NBA. Pharrell on the bench, Sports Grid Radio. We'll keep rolling after this.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back. We're on the bench. Barbara High in for Scotty right here on Sports Grid Radio. I'll be with you. I've been with you all week. I'll be with you for the rest of the week because Scotty's off all week. So you get me and Dane on Coast to Coast the next couple days. I will be solo here on the bench the next few nights as uh, Mafia now is also taken off uh, for the rest of the week. Uh, Christian Burgoyne taking care of business, doing an outstanding job. Helping me out tonight. Uh, a couple other college games for you. I said, you know, I, I lied to you. I said that I was going to get you the Notre Dame Navy scores. And then I got so enthralled with everything that has been going on here around me that I did not get those. So I am bringing those up right now so we can see if we can find a little something with this 47.5 total uh, for Saturday. Give me the series history, please. Between Notre Dame and Navy. Thank you. Series history. Let's do that. Notre Dame. That is not what I want. I want a list of all the games, my friend. I do not want some paragraph about the history. I want game results. Here we go, Christian. We have finally found what we are looking for. Notre Dame and Navy. 52 to 20. 44 to 22. Now here is an under. 40, uh, 24-17 in 2017. 28-27. It would be enough for us here in this game. 41 24-49-39, 38-34, 50-10, 56-14, 35-17. I think you're catching the drift here. What is that? 9 out of 10 over this 47.5 total that they're putting on our plate for Saturday? Forget the 20.5 with the Irish. Forget that number. Take the over in that game. 47.5 between Navy and Notre Dame. P-O-I-N-T-S. Points, points, points. Let's go, baby. Uh, other games. Michigan State clearly has a big game as they are now in the top four. And they need to get through this little next couple weeks because I do want to see them be undefeated when they take on Ohio State. So they need to get through the next few weeks. And part of that is this trip to Purdue on Saturday where, you know, look, everybody's on Sparty after that win everybody's on Sparty. So they're going to West Lafayette, opened at three and a half, now down to two and a half with everybody pounding Michigan State. That is not good. That is never good. So let's see if they can survive. They got to play at Purdue this week and then home for Maryland next week. And then if they can get through that, they will have the showdown in Columbus against the Buckeyes on November the 20th. That's going to be very tricky against Purdue this week. Very tricky. Auburn and Texas A&M is a big game in this sense. The winner of this game is going to have the opportunity to maybe, and I say maybe, you know, in big capital letters because I don't think it'll happen, but maybe win the SEC West, provided that Auburn can beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Now, is this the best Alabama team we've seen in the last few years? No, it is not. Could Auburn make that happen? Sure. I mean, Texas A&M beat him with that miserable backup quarterback, Calzone, 
who had the day of his life that day down at College Station. So is it possible? Sure. So the winner of this game, especially if it's Texas A&M, because they've beaten Alabama straight up, if Alabama finds that loss to Auburn, Texas A&M could make the SEC title game. Auburn beats Texas A&M this week, same deal. If they can beat Alabama, they can go to the SEC title game. So a very intriguing game in College Station, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Saturday. That's the SEC-CBS game for you. Uh, That is a good one. Uh, North Carolina State hanging on the ACC, two-and-a-half-point favorites at Florida State. Uh, Anything else of significance here? I mean, Iowa, I am so done with them. Laying 11-and-a-half at Northwestern. What a gutless performance by Iowa in Madtown against the Badgers on Saturday. And I mean gutless. Kirk Ferentz, nice job getting the kids ready uh, to take on the Badgers up there in Wisconsin. Jeez, miserable job by you. Alabama's laying 28-and-a-half against LSU. 28-and-a-half. Jeez. LSU had so many injuries last week, they couldn't practice. Eddie O during the bye week. I can't even get the kids on the field. I have limits. I don't have enough kids to practice. That could get ugly. LSU's covered in a couple spots this year. But I don't think I could back them here. I'm going to wait for the Alabama team total. That's how I've kind of... I've had more success this year with Alabama playing the team total than I have laying points with them. Whether it was a Texas A&M game, the Ole Miss game. I, I think that that's probably a better way to try to take care of business with them. Michigan has Indiana Saturday night. They're laying 19 and a half. They are still hanging by a thread. They want to get to the Ohio State game with one loss to give themselves a chance. Big number against Indiana. Oregon laying the six and a half in Washington is very spicy because everything is on the plate for the Ducks now. They will lose one of these games. They will lose one of these games. It's going to happen. I don't think it's against Washington this week. Washington's awful. They are awful. I have unfortunately found myself watching one too many late-night Washington games this year. Oh, that Arizona game on a Friday night a few weeks ago was one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. The performance that they had opening week, um, losing to Montana, another banner day. They lost at Oregon State, lost to UCLA, didn't cover against Arizona, had to squeak it out against Stanford last week, the tree on the road. Man, Oregon. Very, very interesting number. Very scary being just under a touchdown. People flooding to the Ducks right now. Flooding. Iowa State's laying six and a half after losing in Morgantown last week to Texas. I can't do it. I want to do it. I want to play Texas this week. I want to play them on the money line. But I am tired of throwing money away on the Texas Longhorns. Three weeks in a row. These jokers had double-digit leads, and they let them all just fly away. Honestly, you got to be sick if you've been back in Texas the last few weeks. Absolutely sick. Huge lead against Oklahoma. Bye-bye. Double-digit lead in the second half against Oklahoma State. Bye-bye. 21-10 lead in the second half against Baylor last week. Bye-bye. God, how how can you back this team? But yet I sit here going, eh, I kind of like him getting six and a half in Ames. Maybe the plus 198. I'm not doing it. I can't do it anymore. 
You've cost me too much the last three weeks. I just can't in my right mind do it. But I can back my Roadrunners, as I was saying to JJ before he got off. My Roadrunners, the University of Texas San Antonio. They have been a covering machine this year. An absolute covering machine. And they will take on UTEP. Actually, games on ESPN too. Also, 10:15 p.m. Eastern Saturday night. They are eight and zero. They are seven and one ATS, and they are laying eleven and a half. UTEP's been pretty good too this year. Six and two, a surprising six and two from the Miners, but they are going to get stuck in the mine against the Roadrunners here. They are finished. Lady eleven and a half. My Roadrunners, baby. Love that team. Uh, Arizona State's laying eight and a half to USC. Also, I love the late night games. We call those the bailout blowouts. So when you have late-night games at the end of the day on college football, you either try to get it all back in one swing or you try to add on even more to your winnings. The late-night bailout blowout. San Jose State, Nevada. San Antonio, the Roadrunners in UTEP. USC and Arizona State. And, of course, the Hawaii Special. They got the Aztecs in town. Aztecs coming off their first loss of the year to Fresno. They travel to the islands on Saturday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. Laying seven and a half. Always take Hawaii at home. You play against them on the road like last week. Last week, Utah State took care of business with Hawaii in town. But when you go to the islands, I like to play the Warriors. Love playing them in those spots. So there's your college football. Uh, on Friday, we'll give some more picks. We'll have Lisi Friday night. You're going to get like an extended college football full circle. Because Joe Lisi always joins the bench on either Thursday or Friday every single week to give his picks for college football, so we will have some fun with him. NBA, now, a couple late-night games, which are the Warriors. Now, this game was 63-61 Warriors earlier in the third quarter. It is now, with a minute and a half left in the third quarter, 80-64 to Warriors. So, will the Hornets have a run in the fourth quarter in them? They're 14 and a half right now live. Getting 14 and a half. Do the Hornets have a little run in them early in the fourth quarter? You know they'll put Curry on the bench for a few minutes, get a little rest up 16. Maybe get a little run from Charlotte. Possible. Uh, Kings are up 92-87 on the Pelicans in the other late night game. Minus five and a half live for Sacramento at this moment. Uh, They have tomorrow night's lines up already too, which we always like to see. Uh, Sixers, minus 7.5 in Detroit. Atlanta, off the loss in Brooklyn, goes home to take on Utah. That is a spicy game tomorrow night. Little Jazz and Hawks down in Hot Town. Uh, Celtics getting 7.5 in Miami. Of course, they won in Orlando tonight. The Rockets getting 10.5 in Phoenix after giving up a halftime lead to the Lakers last night in Staples. Speaking of the Lakers, they play Oklahoma City. Now, this is, could be a good spot. The Lakers lost to the Thunder on the road. They did not have LeBron that night. It is the only win the Thunder has this year. The line is 12 and a half. It's it's payback time for the Lakers. It is payback time tomorrow night at Staples. Thunder, of course, played the Clippers there last night. It's a get-right game. And even though that, listen, they they beat the Rockets, I'm the, you know, it's not like they're coming off a couple losses, but I mean it's it's payback time for losing an OKC a couple weeks ago. Lay the hammer with the Lakers tomorrow night, baby. 12 and a hook. Let's go. 
I don't really like NBA playing pregame either. That's one I might be able to do here tomorrow night on the bench. We'll have some fun with it. Here come the Hornets. Down 13, 80 to 67. There's the three ball we needed. Do we want to jump in? 11 and a half now. Ah, I missed the 14 and a half. I missed the high water mark. So I'm going to sit and wait because the third quarter is about to end. The third quarter has just ended. I'm going to wait and see. We take Curry out of the game, etc. What we're going to have here to start the fourth quarter. So 11 and a half is your live number right now between the Warriors and the Hornets. Hockey, we of course know that the Hurricanes beat the Blackhawks. We were very excited about that. 4-3, to three, coming back down 3-2 at the end of the second. Oilers, no problem with Nashville tonight at home, 5-2. to two. How about the Blue Jackets? Winning in Colorado tonight. Woo! Did not see that coming. That ruined probably a lot of money line parlays tonight because you could have took these favorites tonight. There were some big favorites with with Carolina, Edmonton, Colorado, and St. Louis. I bet you there was a lot of parlays. Probably got banged up by Colorado losing to Columbus here tonight. 5-4 in overtime. The Blue Jackets taking care of business. And live, the Blues lead the Kings 1-0. End of the second period in Los Angeles. Uh, Brayton Shen with the goal for the Blues. So nothing interesting to me there as far as live. All right, for all on the bench, Carver High in for Scotty right here on Sports Grid Radio. We will come back, wrap this puppy up. That's right. Wednesday night on the bench. Come back and finish it off for you on the grid right after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back. For on the bench. Barbara High in for Scotty. Right here on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, we have gone to the fourth in San Francisco, uh, Golden State. Now leads the Hornets 85-72. Interesting note uh, that Christian threw me while we were in the break. Uh, Curry tonight, only five points. How about that? Two of nine from the floor, one of seven from three. So despite the off night from Steph Curry, the Warriors have a 13-point lead here. And here come the, yeah, they just hit a three to make it 85-82-72. And uh, 85-72, excuse me, right there. So up 13, live line 13 and a half early in the fourth. Curry just made one too. So maybe they'll take him out. This game gets to 15 or 16. I would think about maybe jumping in there. Uh, The Kings now up 96-91 on the Pelicans. Good shape there. So tomorrow night here on the bench, we have Jets and Colts. Thursday night football. I think like we talked about with J.J. earlier, I think you got to lay with the Colts here. I can't see a Mike White surprise uh, twice in four days, uh, five days. I, I just can't see it. So I think we're going to be laying there. We'll find some other spicy props maybe that we can find uh, with Dane on Coast to Coast tomorrow afternoon. We also have a college game, the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana Lafayette. We are absolutely going to be laying the hammer with them uh, tomorrow night as they are at home against Georgia State, uh, laying 12 and a half. We're going to be taking care of that. All right, Pharrell on the bench. 
Carver High, we'll see you tomorrow night. My thanks to Christian Burgoyne taking care of business. My thanks to JJ for jumping on. We're on the bench, Sports Grid Radio. We'll see you tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.